Hey, good afternoon, Adam. Hey, Jack. Jack Mancini here. Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. And I'm here with my partner, long-standing Adam Sunhalter. And we're here today to talk about making a podcast. We made 375 of them so far. So not all in one day, though. It's taken us several <laughs> years to do that. That'd be a long Speaking day. Which, Adam, <laughs> yeah, you're right. We're, uh, we're business coaches. And uh, again, we've been together for 20 years coaching small businesses. And those small businesses basically are 25 employees down to one in any industry. We've seen them all. We, we personally, over these 20 years, actually, and before, but in our careers and our history, we've, we've uh, bought, sold companies. We've coached them. We've audited them. We've financed them. We've helped sell. We help value. And most importantly, we take the problems of small business owners since we've sown, we've been experienced so many of them from all those angles that I just said. That we, we can solve your problems relatively quickly. They aren't big to us. And if you deal with our our coaching, that's the maximum value partners, you're going to be successful, defined as growing profits, sustainable too, if all goes well, not too many COVIDs in our life. But uh, business isn't as complicated as it is when you don't have the knowledge. And we have the knowledge and we love to impart that to small business owners. We, we just love the field. And that's why we've been here so long and we'll continue to be so. Uh, but the, uh, you know, the podcast is, is something that uh, we like to memorialize here. Is that the right word, Adam? Be here forever, as long as yeah. there's electronics. I think it uh, will be that way too. Right. So the Dirty Secrets of Small Business is the name of our podcast. And Adam will give you later on how to access that information. And also call in if you like to and let us know that uh, you have a concern. And we'll make a show out of it. That's what we do. Our shows, basically our podcast, deal with real problems that real business owners, small business owners encounter. And uh, we are a voice of clarity and comfort that basically more small business owners should experience. And we'd love you to try it and see if we can connect. But what we do, we take these, these situations that we're dealing with in real time with our, our clients and we make a podcast out of it. So we're heavily involved right now in trying to sell a small business client that's been a client for a number of years. And uh, they were contacted, like I'm sure many of you are contacted, by a stranger who basically is uh, often a private equity company and expresses an interest in acquiring you. Now, a lot of people throw these away and they throw it away out of ignorance because they should save them for a rainy day, basically, or Give us a call and we'll help you decipher what this company or contact is trying to do. And often they say they're interested in buying your company. So where do you go next? Your CPA, he has no time for that. He's doing taxes for everybody. Your lawyer, lawyer will give you the legal structure that you need to have your company going right. But they aren't going to tell you about 
those problems that basically face you day to day. Some are relatively minor and they, they basically don't have a big price tag. So lawyers serve a purpose. They're necessary, definitely, but they don't do what we do. They can't do it. And we pride ourselves in that. So anyway, what I'd like to do, how do you sell your company as a subject today? And Adam is an expert in that from his earlier days, uh, working on Wall Street, selling these things. He, he rolls them up and teaches you how to do this in no time at all. So Adam Sunhalter. Business coach, maximum value partners. You're 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 up. All right, Jack. Well, don't scare the audience away. I'm not going to bring a, a the Wall Street kind of BS to things here. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it at a very high level um, because it's something that that comes down that you know the question of how do I sell my company? Well, is it time to sell my company? And what is it? What the heck does it even mean to be ready to sell, Jack? You know, you know what does that mean? People. People talk about that all the time. Like it's common Good knowledge question. or something, right? Like um, I, I feel silly even asking the question, like well, what does it mean to be ready? Um, I mean, have you heard this one? I got an offer I couldn't refuse, Jack. I mean, we've all heard those stories, haven't we? Well, what does that look like for your business? I mean, how, how do I know I'm getting an offer that's there? Or how do I know if you have something that, that, that's even worth selling? Like, how do I know these kind of things? So the very big difference I learned with Wall Street and Main Street, Jack, the emotions are totally different. In fact, on Wall Street, there's, there's emotions, but there's not necessarily emotions around the deal as much as, because it's, you know, it's, it's bigger companies, people are, are, are removed, it becomes a bunch of numbers and stuff, right? Small business, you're not removed. People aren't numbers. The companies aren't just numbers. They're people. In fact, these are these are often the owner's babies, Jack. All right, they've birthed these things, they've given them birth, they've grown them, they've nurtured them over the years. There's there's an emotional attachment to this thing. And the reason I'm bringing that up is that's a that's a key factor when it comes to how do I sell my company. And I want to cover a couple of things today that kind of that, that will help frame for our our audience here, Jack. Things that it, that they should be thinking about. In terms of selling their company. First off, who's the right buyer? Oh, I'm going to say someone who give me a big check. <laughs> well, <clears throat> we use terms like right or best. You know, those are qualified terms, Jack. So yeah, you got to decide. So is it is is that who the right buyer is, Jack? Is it the person willing to pay me the highest price? Well, I can tell you in my Wall Street days, Jack, nine, eight times out of 100, that was the answer. Once in a while, there was <laughs> a thing, but nine, nine times out of 100, because guess what? You're going back and answering to shareholders, investors, private equity folks, folks in the stock market, right? Public, you know, public investors. So they want to know, what are you doing to make me money? And did you get the most for that, you know, for that sale? So in that case, it's almost always about the money. But the small business, Jack, it's not necessarily always about the money. The money is, you know, I'll get the price and money here in a second. But finding that right buyer. So again, you know, is it somebody's going to offer you this huge price? That's what you're looking for. Is that your definition of the, the right buyer? Or is it some 
somebody, some company, some some individual, or that that buyer is going to keep all of your employees, Jack. And it's going to be a good long-term landing place for your team. So that your six, 10, 25 employees that you have, that you've, you've built over the years, they've got a good place to not go to work at this new place. You know, or something in between there. Usually it's somewhere in between there, right? But <clears throat> you got to give some thought. So, how the heck do I figure out who the right buyer is going to be, Jack? You know, do, do I just put a little for sale T-shirt on and walk around, or a sign kind of carrying around, and just start to, hey, we're we're for sale? Is that is that a good is that a good way to go about doing it? You think? Everyone, everyone likes to say they're for sale for the right price. That's and 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 that's about as far as it goes. You know, again, we're speaking small business owners. Mm -hmm. They they've never had to sell their company, nor do they know the process for going about it. So they miss an opportunity quite often where they don't have to if they're if they have the right advisors. So so the reason why this this question of the right buyer is so important because again, what'll happen is and and we aren't going to go into today, Jack, because it's you know you know they, they can find this information anywhere in terms of what the process looks like to sell. You can find somebody to come sell, but one of the first questions is if you hire a broker, hey, I want you to come sell my business, Jack. Okay. Well, one of the first questions you're going to ask me, well, who do you have a list of people that, that, that you want to approach? They're going to ask you that. Who would be a good buyer for your business? They figure you're going to know, right? You're the business owner. You, you know this stuff, right? Well, most owners go, well, you know, I don't know. And, and, and the broker said, that's fine. I'll pull together a list. Right, so they'll pull together some list of potential buyers, based upon some searching of databases, and again, it's going to be they'll probably be an okay list, right? But want to say be the right list, all right? Might not be, because it might not fit. Again, come back to who the right buyer is for you. So you, you want to spend some time. This is not like um, a waste of your time trying to figure out who the right buyer might be because you're going to need to give some guys or you want to know if you're just getting to know somebody picture that like when you get to know somebody versus interviewing somebody you notice how the, the tenor will change when you're interviewing them versus just getting to know somebody so part of what you want to do is you if you start to identify who potential buyers for you might be you want to get to know those people get to know them a little bit how do they react how do they talk about stuff not Again, not with a big for sale sign, but just getting to know those people. So a couple of broad categories you have. You've got folks who are um, strategic buyers, which might be, you know, somebody who's a competitor of yours, or it could be somebody in, in a related business from that standpoint. And then you also have maybe financial buyers. So that could be an individual that kind of comes in. Or it could be a, a firm. There, there are firms called private equity firms. You may hear them called venture capital firms where they, where they invest. So you probably want to investigate those couple of spaces. And there might be some overlap in those spaces too, but just you know, start to investigate those a little bit. What might be a good landing spot for you? If nothing else, picture something happening to you. What are you going to tell your spouse, your kids? You might be able to tell them, Here, here's a list. Here's a list of people to, to, to go talk to. So what is What's one of the things that, that we usually find in most small businesses, Jack, when it comes to this? You, you mentioned at the outset here, you know, you're probably getting phone calls, emails, inquiries about this, right? We usually find what? Like a, a folder, don't we? 
a folder full of letters that owners have that they've kept. Solicitations they've just got. in case, right? Yeah. Just in case. So mm -hmm. how is that person qualified other than they found you and they sent your letter? That's about the only qualification that, that they have. Are you, you, you probably haven't called the person to return the call to get to know about them at all or not. Um, but one of the things that, that, that we advise our clients, again, we, we have we have a number of clients that we, we've gotten to this point with them. We're, we're, we've helped them kind of grow to the point of their business where they're, they're thinking about this. And so one of the first things we tell them is, or we talk about it, the way we guide them is exactly this way. I said, well, who is the right buyer? Where would you like the company to land? What, what's going to be important to you from that standpoint? And you may not know. That's okay. So part of the idea, you know, this should be a, a, a few year process for sure to kind of figure things out. Give yourself some time because, you know, it'll take a little bit of time. But you want to give some, some good thought, some good digging into who is the right buyer for the business. Okay. Now let's touch on price a little bit, Jack. I know price. Everybody cares about price because price is important. Um, do you have a number in mind? Do you have a number? We, we, we find most people have a number, don't we, Jack? They have, they have some number in mind. That's right. They've done a little work on it, maybe. And if not, it's an emotional thing. Yeah. In terms of how how defensible that that number is. We, yeah. But usually people have a number. Again, come back to the well, I would know, Jack, that it's an offer I can't refuse because it would be X or X plus, right? Okay. So, all right. So you probably have a number. You probably have a number in mind. Um, I mean, there's lots of ways to get a sense of what the company is worth. The best way, you know, is not to get a valuation done. That's probably one of the worst ways. One of the best ways is to start to get a, a sense of what's going on in your industry. What's happening? Are there deals happening in your industry? Is your industry known uh, what's known as consolidating, where you have some very aggressive buyers that are going around and buying people up? Now, you would notice that because you'd notice maybe some of your competitors all of a sudden are changing their shingles. They have new ownership because somebody from outside has come in and they're, there's new there's there's new player in town, Jack. They've taken over my competitors. So you want to be... You know, looking around to kind of see what's going on in your industry. Because chances are there's some other companies. It may not be the guy down the street from you or the gal across town from you, but it might be somebody in the next state over. Or it might be, you know, ha halfway across the country. But again, there are other companies like yours that are probably getting sold. That, to me, is the key here. We 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 did valuations for a little bit early on, which drove me nuts, as you know, Jack, because it was this mm -hmm. theoretical thing. This theoretical willing buyer and willing seller, and they put together a number, right? But the only thing I know about Jack is a real world of a real buyer and real seller coming across the table and agreeing on a price, whatever that price might be. Um, and so one of the things you want to be figuring out is this process of you know who's kind of active out there. It's again, this is going to be we're starting with who the right buyer is, and we're starting to kind of get a sense of who's kind of active out there a little bit, but seeing how are your Companies valued. Yeah, you know, believe it or not, some companies are valued purely on sales. You know, come back to that consolidator piece. If I have a big company coming in who has a bunch of structure and things in place, a big reason why they're buying you is they want to add sales to their to their company. Maybe they want to add some geography to it, but they've got all the other things below the sales line taken care of. They've got people. They they have things to kind of cover this stuff. 
So they're looking strictly at sales because once the sales come into their machine, it cranks to their machine differently than, than it does in your machine. Most folks, though, will not look at just sales. They're going to look at cash flow. So one of the things you got to be really keen to and aware of is how much cash is your business generating? And you want to be sure to include in that all the money you're taking out of the business. Could be some personal expenses, could be some vehicle expenses, technology, whatever it might be. But you want to have a good sense of what's what's the true cash flow generation of this business, because that's where most people are going to look. They care how much cash is coming out of the business. So as you're thinking about the price, you want to be a little more strategic, Jack, than just saying, hey, here's my number, because that's what I think it's worth. That's how much debt I owe. That's what I need to, whatever the the reasoning might be. Let's have a real reason in terms of here's what the value is, or I think the value is, here's why. Here's a, here's a realistic price. Because again, if I kind of have a, a number in mind, Jack, and I have a sense of how things are really valued, I can, I can know, well, am I there? Am I halfway there? Again, come back to, it helps you to, to get the kind of thing. These are all things we're, we're trying to do to be thinking about, am I really kind of prepared to sell? And so if you don't have a sense who the right buyer is, or we don't have a sense who the price is, you know, what a real price is, it's hard to get beyond that. It really is. The last piece of, uh, I guess, guidance I want to give here, Jack, is the thing we find that probably craters more deals than anything else. And that's one of our favorite questions. What's next? What's next? That is a good question. Because it's, it's usually faced with tremendous confusion. <laughs> That's right. They're like, this sounds silly, Jack. I'm up to my friggin' eyeballs and all the things going on in my business now. What, what, what do you mean? I'm just going to take some time off, do some traveling, right? Okay, great. So what happens after you, you take some time off, right? Or you do some traveling? Um, six months, a year? Jack, you've done it twice. You've lasted a year twice. Congratulations, right? It's, yes. It's not, it's, it's, not, it's you know, so, so, so if you think what it's going to do, you're just riding off in the sunset. Well, depending on what your age, now, if, you know, if you're in your 90s, maybe that's, maybe that's going to be the case. I don't know. But if you're in your 40s, your 50s, your 70s, hell, I mean, you know, there are a lot of, there are a lot of folks in their 50s, 60s, and 70s starting companies, Jack, right? Or, or buying, or doing stuff. There's lots of, uh, lots of stuff going on. It, but if that's the case, well, how are you staying relevant, Jack? I think that's a good, I think that's a key word that folks don't wrestle with. That, that that's a very key thing you're wrestling with at, at this point. If you're thinking about selling or getting ready to sell, how are you going to stay relevant beyond your business? That's a huge that's a huge question. You know, and that's one that takes a lot of time and collaboration with whoever you're going to be spending most of that time with after you retire. And you know, if you aren't in sync. What do you do? Where's the next? Where's the next show? Uh, it gets very complicated very quickly for most people. Some people love retirement; they're they're made for it. And retirement means basically uh, uh, changing routines. Talking about one of our other podcasts that we made, you know, it's just it's a routine change that hasn't been given much thought and certainly hasn't been tested. It's just theorized and usually not theorized over a long haul. So you just do it. The day hits and you do it. 
arbitrary age, 65. I don't know. That, 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 that came from the industrial age. <laughs> well, those were, yeah, those were good to put, I guess, stakes in the ground, Jack, and you're going to set some goals or, or, you know, put some, some goalposts out there to kind of start with. But yeah, at the end of the day, that's, that's the one, you know, what, what we find, Jack, is people aren't really engaged in these discussions. They aren't really engaging the folks who are retired to talk about it. What's that look like? And a lot of the retirees are afraid to speak up and say how miserable they are. I, I was reading an article in the in the Wall Street Journal. Um, I think it was last week or a couple weeks ago talking about this. You know, just in terms of some folks who are retired and, and, and they they retired too early or they regretted it, right? Or they wish they would have stayed on a few more a few more years or. It, it, and this, you know, whether it be retiring from a company, you know, like from a job versus, you know, selling a business, you know, there's, there's a lot of, of similarities to that. There's a lot of things you get out of your business. There's a lot in your identity that's part of that, right? Hey, there's Joe, the owner of XYZ. That's everybody knows Joe. Well, hey, Joe is, the, well, well, who's Joe now? Who's Joe? Here we are looking in the mirror, Jack. Who's Joe? Try and scratch yeah. that head and say, I don't know who the hell Joe is. <laughs> okay. So so part of our, our episode today, what we're kind of talking about, or maybe a little something different than you're thinking about, but this is these are key key things. If you don't have a sense who the right buyer is going to be, if you don't have a realistic sense of the price and a really good sense of what you're going to do next, chances of a deal happening are pretty small. SML, small, right? Because you're going to waste a lot of time and effort talking to the wrong buyers jack who might be making some crazy offers to get your you know to get you interested and then they do some diligence and start to, to start to adjust offers you're not sure what to do at that point and then you don't know what to do next and i'm gonna guess the thought of going to work for somebody else probably isn't too attractive for you you know most of our clients are entrepreneurs we have one who did who did sell and <laughs> he agreed to stay on for a couple of years and it was about 13, 14 months into it. I said, hey, how's it going so far? And the only, the only thing he sent back to me was a photograph of a calendar that showed how many days were left, right? As he's crossing off each of the days of working with somebody else, you know? And so, yeah, it, it, you know, it could be right for you. It might not be, but again, it's it's going through these these thoughts that, you know, and if you don't have an idea about this, you're not thinking about this, you don't even think about it day one, but Hey, if you're eight, 10 years into your business, 15, 20, again, you, you gotta start thinking about this stuff, you know? And, and if you have those three things down, if you have a, a good sense of who the right buyer is going to be and what the price is and what you're doing next, you're going to have a successful sale. And it'll probably be pretty painless and, and pretty, and pretty easy because you have those things in place. Most folks we meet, don't have any of those things in place. They haven't spent any time on those things. They just say, hey, Jack, I'm done. I want out. Well, gee, we've all bought things before. When you buy things from a desperate seller, how does it usually go for you as the buyer, Jack? Great deals. You can get great deals. <laughs> it goes pretty good for the buyer, right? Um, so let's not let that be you and your business. And so today's show is kind of geared to helping you get some of those thoughts down. Um, you know, as Jack said at the outset, this is episode 376. We have 375 other episodes that, you know, that, that we've got as well. Um, 
but if stuff we're talking about today, if it gets you interested, if if, you're, if it's getting your mind kind of going, uh, feel free to reach out to us. You can email us at radio at maximumvp.com. You can also call us at 330-849-0670. Happy to give you a little more insight or answer some questions you might have in terms of whether it be on one of these three topics, Jack, about the right buyer or the price or what's next or something else as you're kind of going through the process. Um, as Jack said at the outset, this is something that we specialize in. You know, we've helped buy, sell, um, you know, companies all levels. Uh, we know what it looks like, how, you know, how to get you there quickly, how to get to the conclusion quickly um, and, and add tremendous value. Uh, but it starts with you doing a little bit of the work, a little bit of the homework yourself between the ears and getting, getting ready for this stuff. So a lot of the work is in between, in between the ears with you as the owner. And what we're trying to do today is highlight some of those, some of those things for you to kind of do. So other parting words of wisdom, Jack? No, other than don't try and do it alone because you'll never get it done. Uh, a couple of business coaches like us, we could we could move you in ways you never thought possible and have a lot of fun doing it. So those are my words of wisdom tonight. All right. I like them. So, so yeah, so selling, selling is going to be in your future, whether you know it or not, it's, you know, it's either selling or closing. So um, if this has sparked some thought, like I said, you can go to our website, you can see the other 375 episodes. Uh, if you go to dirty secrets, of small business.com, click on the episodes tab, you can go in the search bar there, like I said, and search for whatever topic question you've got. If you don't see one that you like, again, email us at radio at maximum or give us a call 330-849-0670. Uh, if you prefer to use your smart device, you can. Uh, you, we're available all the big podcast players from iHeart to Spotify to, to Apple Podcasts. Just search for Dirty Secrets of Small Business. You can subscribe to the show. We typically drop a new episode every Thursday morning, so we deliver right there to your smart device, and you get the the, the prior episodes there as well. Uh, there's a lot of good advice that's here over the you know seven plus years of doing this. It's it's advice that stands the test of time. You know, it's not necessarily tied into any kind of uh, what's going on today. It's small business stuff just like we discussed today that stands the test of time you know is key to be able to kind of drive value through the business so we appreciate y'all listening that's our show for today we'll talk with you all next week good night now